Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Julia Spare's Moving Markets podcast. It's Tuesday, the 14th of November, and my name is Helen Freer. We'll get US inflation data today, and on this morning's show, I'll be talking about this and more market news with Bernadette and Derko. And I'm also joined this morning by Manuel Villegas, and I'll be asking him for his latest thoughts on digital assets. But let's start with a roundup of the latest market news. Good morning, Bernadette. Good morning, Helen. So how did equity markets fare yesterday then, ahead of this key US inflation data that we're expecting today? Well, uh, the week kicked off in a mixed fashion for the three major US indices, Helen. Um, The S&P 500 and the Nasdaq Composite finished down by around 0.1% to 0.2%. Uh, the Dow, however, posted a gain of nearly 0.2%. Um, markets really are braced for this US CPI data today, as you said. They're anticipating that US inflation probably slowed to an annual rate of 3.3% in October. That's down from 3.7% in September. If inflation does ease, that should help cement this sense that uh, global interest rates are peaking. Uh, the data is due out before the market open in the US today. And when it comes to assessing the Fed's moves, uh, Federal Reserve Vice Chair Philip Jefferson and Chicago Fed President Austin Goolsby may deliver further clues when they speak at separate events today. When it comes to commodities, oil uh, climbed higher for a fourth day. That's its longest run of gains in more than two months. And this was on the back of signs that the demand outlook may not be as bad as previously feared. Gold was up uh, 0.4% yesterday and then steadied ahead of this uh, CPI data today. And whilst we're talking commodities, Bloomberg News has just reported that Tech Resources Limited is set to sell its coal business to Glencore PLC, Japan's Nippon Steel Corp and South Korea's POSCO in a nearly 9 billion US dollar deal. So watch the news wires for more on that. Okay, yeah. Um, Let's move across to Asia now then. What was the story there overnight and this morning? Uh, Equities were higher across the region in expectation of a good CPI print in the US today, but they did pair back on their gains as concern that China's economy is slowing weighed on tech shares in the region. Uh, China's also scheduled to publish a range of economic data tomorrow, including retail sales, industrial production and fixed asset investment. And on the IT front, uh, tech giants Tencent and Alibaba are due to release their results in the next two days. Um, And finally, sticking with Asia, Chinese President Xi Jinping and US President Joe Biden are due to meet tomorrow on the sidelines of this Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Summit in San Francisco. And there's some anticipation there that their discussion will help to ease tension between the two countries. So how have the markets been in Asia overnight? Well, Asia-Pacific markets rose overnight as investors looked ahead to those talks. Um, In Japan, today's five-year Japanese government bond auction was better than expected with a tiny tail and the lowest price coming in above forecasts. Um, That said, with the yen still on a weakening path, there will be continued upward pressure on JGB yields as traders price for an exit to negative rate policy in 2024. Dollar-yen is currently steady below 152. U.S. Treasuries were little changed in Asia, with two-year yields hovering just around 5.04%, while 10-year yields dropped a basis point to 4.63%. In yesterday's U.S. trading session, two-year yields ended down three basis points, while 10 years fell a basis point. Uh, the dollar traded at a narrow range against its major peers. Euro-dollar is uh, little changed, hovering around 1.07 at the moment, Helen. And what about key news stories, Bernadette? Anything you would highlight this morning? 
Well, I guess being British, I have to pick the UK story. The UK is in the news, uh, markedly for Rishi Sunak's decision to bring David Cameron back into the government as a lord, no less. Uh, This was a necessary step as he's no longer a member of parliament. Um, He'll now be the UK's foreign secretary, with James cleverly moving to home secretary after Suella Braverman was sacked yesterday following a number of very um, outspoken moves, shall we say, in the past weeks. And staying in the UK, we've got jobs data due out today, which is forecast to show a net loss of payroll employees, along with a fall in average weekly earnings. Um, Inflation numbers will follow tomorrow, with headline CPI seen to be declining to below 5% for the first time in two years, we hope. Um, Sterling interest rate derivatives are pricing for a rate reduction by June next year, and traders may bring forward those expectations to an even earlier cut if the data is on the soft side. Uh, That would bring out some more sterling bears, but I'm sure Tim will have a lot more to say about that on Friday's call. Okay. And aside from the CPI data from the US today, is there anything else we should be watching out for? Yes, we've got... um, Third quarter gross domestic product coming out from the Eurozone and other data releases today include the single currency areas unemployment figures for the third quarter and Germany's ZEW survey of economic sentiment in November. Uh, There's still more earnings to come, as I mentioned. And obviously, let's not forget, Wall Street's still keeping a close eye on these Washington negotiations to avert a US government shutdown at the end of the week. With everything that's going on then, how are we expecting markets to open today? Um, Well, I think Europe's looking broadly forward to a positive open. In the US, there's more red than green right now. Um, So good luck out there. That's it from me, Helen. Very good. Thank you, Bernadette, for the roundup this morning. Thanks for having me. Now, Manuel, moving on to you. Good morning, firstly. Good morning, Helen. So what's the latest in the world of digital assets? Indeed. So despite the lack of confirmed developments we've had regarding the cohort of filings for US-listed Bitcoin spot ETFs, rumors have prevailed. We see further speculation on Ethereum spot ETFs as evidenced by the asset registering a 10% increase shortly after the BlackRock iShares Ethereum Trust registered as a corporate entity in Delaware. Speculation looms large around the potential approvals, and with that, most are closely tracking every single piece of information coming out of the U.S. Securities Exchange Commission. At the moment, crypto prices have been benefiting from many bottom-up fundamental factors, including increased network activity across multiple blockchains. And in truth, this has been triggered by the ETF filings. Nonetheless, the ongoing rallies foundations lie on the fact that since Thursday of last week and for the rest of the ongoing week, the SEC has an opening to approve or deny the products. The window is the first one since the latest district court mandate regarding Grayscale's case, and the first opening since the closed-door meeting the SEC held a couple of days ago. Going forward then, what should investors expect? Yes, so if an approval happens, it is likely to happen en masse for the whole cohort of products, which are quite similar, to avoid favoring any. Should an approval come across, a supply squeeze is likely, given the very low liquidity that has been largely influenced by accumulation and distrust towards centralized exchanges. On another note, investors wonder if traditional financial institutions are the future of crypto, as the rising institutional interest has, by and large, triggered the latest rally. Not only have asset managers filed for ETFs, 
both sell-side firms have disclosed their ongoing strategies towards tokenization of real-world assets. I put real-world assets within a parenthesis, including Franklin Resources' $300 million bet on on-chain treasuries. That said, we believe that headwinds arising from monetary tightening should eventually start fading rather than intensifying, as we expect no more interest rate increases from the U.S. Federal Reserve. Okay, thanks very much, Manuel. Good to get an update from you this morning. Thank you, Helen. And that is all for today. Thank you again to my guest this morning and thank you all for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to subscribe and please also leave us a review on whichever platform you like to listen on. We'd love to hear your feedback. And do join us again tomorrow when Bernadette Andeka will be your host and she'll be speaking to more of our colleagues about what is moving markets. Have a great day, everyone, and bye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Für unsere deutschsprachigen Zuhörer. We would also like to make you aware of Marktanalysen und Gespräche, a monthly podcast in German, where Julius Bear experts discuss some of the latest market developments. We share our key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape in German. Search for Marktanalysen und Gespräche on your favorite podcast player.